Hello, you're listening to the Mr. Money Jar podcast. Mr. Money Jar here. This episode is taken from an Instagram live and has been uploaded in its entirety. This means that some of what you hear may seem odd in an audio format. For example, there might be references to questions that appeared during the live, plus some audience interaction, and very rarely some swearing or audio mishaps. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Hello all, Mr. Money Jar here. I hope you're well. Welcome to episode 91 of the Mr. Money Jar show. Today's episode is sponsored by the National Literacy Trust, and I just have a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, today's show is part of the National Literacy Trust's Words That Count campaign, which is all about financial resilience, giving young people the confidence to make better financial decisions and improve their financial literacy skills. I've written a blog post for this campaign all about how you can start investing and you can read it by going to the Words That Count website. You'll also be able to fill out a quiz on the Words That Count site and you could be in the running for a £50 Amazon voucher um, if you complete that quiz, as well as learning about an accessible approach to investing. So thank you very much to the National Literacy Trust for sponsoring this episode. On to today's guest, we are joined by none other than Ola of All Things Money. And we are going to be talking about women and investing as today is International Women's Day. Hey, Ola. Hello. How are you doing? Very, very good. Pleasure to welcome you back onto the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to chat all things investing, especially as it is International Women's Day. Please get more women investing. Awesome stuff. As you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, I very much regard you as a content creation uh, superstar, <laughs> but for those um, who haven't heard of All Things Money or haven't checked out our previous episode, do introduce yourself and let us know what you do. Yes, so I am the founder of All Things Money, which is a personal finance platform, mainly on Instagram, but across all other social media platforms, with the mission kind of to teach young people how to manage their money effectively. So we cover a range of personal finance topics from budgeting, saving, investing, credit cards, mortgages, basically everything we weren't talked about at school. Awesome. And um, Ola, since we last spoke, actually, um, on on the show, you um, have joined my bank. I believe this guy the show was their trustee and you're also the Financial Times um, influencer as well for their right. lick, their charity arm. So uh, yeah. yeah, we're in very good company here today. Um, I, yeah, I want to talk to you about women and investing because to be very, very honest with you, I wanted to do a post today and kind of, the post was supposed to be about like how women's investments fare versus men. There's actually a very, very good article on the FT talking about how women outperform men when it comes to investing uh, due to things like investing for the long term, mm-hmm. uh, trading less frequency, uh, fre- frequently and favoring funds over stocks. But I also think that um, when it comes to, to speaking about this topic, it can be counterproductive to pitch it as like a men versus women thing. Yeah. Like I just wanted to open with that. What do you what do you think about that as a kind of mode yeah. of thought? The ho- well, like it's what you said men versus women, it can become across like that. But unfortunately yeah. it is in the stats. It does show that, you know, 
men are more risk averse, men are more likely to invest in the stock market, X, Y, Z, but you can't argue with the facts, unfortunately. But I wouldn't say it's a men versus women thing. I think it just needs to be brought to females, women, women's attention that, you know, we're missing out on a great opportunity to build wealth. And I think that's why we're kind of having this conversation today. And that's why I kind of highlighted a few stats on my platform today as well, to show, you know, women, like we need to do more, we can do better. And I think it's just raising that awareness rather than making it like a playoff between men and female. Yeah, I love that. That's a very nuanced take on the topic. Could you share with us some of the stats that you shared on your platform? It would be interesting to hear them. Yeah, let me see if I can try and find some. Um, give me a second. There's quite a few, actually. And it's quite a shame because it's just, again, like I said, it's like facts that we can't really argue with. So let's find some. So, so we had one that was women are nearly twice as likely to have negative feelings about their finances than men. So obviously, you know, a lot of women maybe aren't necessarily as confident with managing their money or, you know, they might just feel, you know, yeah, just not as confident as many as men are. Um, only 9% of women believe to be better investors than men, which again is quite a shame because like you said, statistically, we're actually better investors than men. I think that maybe comes from the fact that Typically, we're less risk averse, so we're less um, likely to um, gamble our money. I think we're more, not wiser, I'm not going to use that word, but I think we're more um, cautious when it comes to investing. Um, then I had another fact that says 39% of women believe they have enough money saved up for 25 years of retirement compared to only like 54% of men. So again, more men are comfortable with the amount of money they have for, in, for, saved for their retirement. And then also we know about the gender pay gap. Let's not be like, you know, um, oblivious to that. But I found this stat that said women would need to work an additional 42 days a year to earn as much as men earn in one year. So, yeah, like we said, you can't argue with the facts. How did those statistics make you feel? It's a shame. I mean, we're in 2022 and the fact that this is still an ongoing problem. And yeah, we can say, you know, the gender pay gap. Well, actually, I think I've read recently that the gender pay gap's got worse over the last year. But the fact that we're, you know, we're not we actually make, be making any progress. And yeah, it's great. We can celebrate International Women's Day every 8th of March. But when there's no actual change being made, I think, you know, there's something that really needs to be done about it. Yeah, and that's a great segue into my next question, which is, of the statistics that you've raised, um, what, yeah, what could we start to do to be able to to make some change? Mm -hmm. I think one more transparency in the workplace. I know a lot of employers are starting to get better with that, but I think there can be more done. So you know, displaying people's pay, how much people are getting paid in the workplace, and having open conversations about that. I also think in, like increased personal finance um, talks and education. I think doing that more, even if that's in schools, universities, and we target both genders, I think that's really important because I feel like women are missed when it comes to that. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely more transparency in the workplace and more education. If we um, bring it onto the topic of, um, like, investing and mm -hmm. some of the, the and, and, like, the st statistics around that, like, you invest um what do, do you remember like what the first thing you invested in and like what empowered you to 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 make that decision yeah so my first investment was i think it was either barclays or the FTSE 250 it was one of the two and the main reason why i invested was the stock market 
crashed pre-pandemic well during the pandemic it fully crashed and my friend had always told like told, like, told me about um, index funds oh girl are you gonna say something oh so you started two years ago yeah okay cool two years ago um and yeah so i think yeah so those were the main reasons and at the time i remember saying to one of my friends I was like these stocks are on sale essentially <laughs> i was like this is the perfect time to invest i just like i knew i was going back to uni because all my exams had just finished so I knew, you know, this is the perfect time to take advantage of investing some money that I might ne not necessarily need because I'm not paying for rent anymore because I'm now back at home. So, yeah, I took advantage of that. So it was either the Barclays or the FTSE 250. They were like my two first investments. Okay. So some of the conditions were in place for that. There was a market crash. And mm -hmm. So prices were, were lower at that yeah. point in time. Um, but also that essentially you were in a position where you were financially comfortable because... Yeah you'd done your study and, and you'd moved back home. So you had disposable income. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doing. Um, and then have you stuck to index funds since then? Or has it, have you kind of broadened out what you're willing to invest in? Um, so mainly index funds, that's the majority of makeshift of my portfolio. But like I said, I've got um, Barclays I invest in and I've also got, green energy i think one of the one of them and then i've also expanded my portfolio into cryptocurrency again mainly because i had the spare cash to be able to do so and um, we all know how volatile crypto can be so i only invested a bit more in that when i knew i could leave it for a lot like a long while and actually not worry be worried about the different fluctuations so if there are people listening to this who were where you were two years ago where they haven't started investing yet mm -hmm. they're Going on the all things money Instagram page, they're seeing yeah. things going like there's all these gaps. You should invest. You you should invest. They're like seeing articles in the news and stuff. What would you say to those people um, <clears throat> to for, for them to feel more comfortable, more confident taking that first step? Because there's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think number one, check out our pages. Do your research. I feel like don't ignore the hearsay on the internet i think there's so many people that always like invest in this quick like you know cryptocurrency is going to take off in the next week ignore all that and i also think it's really important to invest money at the beginning money you don't particularly mind losing so for me like i started with a small amount and then i realized how quickly you know they cut the markets kind of rebounded and then i was quite comfortable with investing regularly on a monthly basis so we like start small and I feel like once you have made that first investment and you actually see how much money you can potentially make, it's definitely not as daunting as people may like may think it is. And one of the great things is I can remember even over the course of my time investing. So I first started investing like six years ago now, I want to mm -hmm. say. Um, the amount of platforms, the amount of like things you can invest in has like absolutely exploded. Yeah. And one of the positive outcomes of that is you can now invest with very, very small sums. Um, lots of platforms that you invest from as little as a pound. Mm -hmm. um, and the investment platform that I use, um, which is Hargreaves Lansdowne, lets you invest monthly from £25 a month. Yeah. So it's actually, it's, it's quite manageable. And then you can, of course, build and increase the amounts as you continue to research and as you become more comfortable oh, as well. Yeah. Um, when you look at the women in your like social circle and like your peers, does that reflect the stuff like the statistics that you come across? 
do you find that you are um, in the minority uh, as a as a woman that's investing, or do you or do you think that actually when I look at like my friends, my family, like people mm-hmm. that I know, that actually more and more women are starting to invest? So pre all things money, I would definitely have said I was in the minority, but I feel like now that my friends know that I'm an investor. I've made sure that they've definitely invested some of their money. Like I'm not going to be someone that takes advantage of the stock market and not let my friends do, be aware of that, the fact that they can do the same. So a good number of my friends now invest, whether that's regularly or they've just got a lump sum. I'm still proud that they've got something in the stock market. So I would say I'm still the minority. However, a lot of more of my friends have started investing and I have more friends or more people like my peers have reached out to me about how they can start investing, which is brilliant to see. And obviously... I started all things money as a platform for everyone, but the majority of my followers are women, which is great. Okay. So okay. a lot of those people are, you know, they have an interest and wanted to be better with their finances. They want to learn how to invest. So we're definitely on the road to being able to educate more women on investing. Um, so, yeah. That's cool. Um, do you feel that you have a responsibility almost to the people, just thinking about the comment you said about letting your friends know do you feel like you have a responsibility as someone with a platform to inform people i mean i wouldn't say i have a responsibility but i just feel like if i can make x amount on the stock market then why should i keep that secret to myself like everyone should be able to aware of how to invest should be aware of how to invest um even my sister like she's edited so many episodes of my podcast she's now like when i'm 18 i can't wait to open my stocks and shares isa um So it's just things like that. I think, you know, investing is so exciting. It's such a good way of accumulating wealth over the long term. So, yeah, I feel like it's something that everyone should know about because, you know, think like living is getting so expensive. Um, Our savings accounts aren't making any money. So it's just finding ways that we can actually be smarter with our money is what people should know about. Yeah, I'm definitely jealous of your sister because I was not (laughs) looking to open a stocks and shares. No, neither was I. (laughs) I didn't even know what stocks and shares I saw. So mm-hmm. I had to wait until I was 25, 26 before I did that. I'm still happy. Like, obviously, the best time to start is, like, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hugely jealous of, like, those teenagers who, who are just like, oh, yeah, next year I'm going to open my stocks and shares. Yeah, that's they're really switched good. on. Yeah. That's really awesome to hear. Um, cool. Um, do you have any um, tips then on because we've discussed the stats we've discussed like what you do we've discussed Mm -hmm. your observations around what people in your immediate social circle do yeah um and it does sound like things are improving and that more and more people starting to invest do you have any tips for people just very very simple on like Mm -hmm. this is how you get started yeah um so my number one tip is obviously it's not financial advice but look at index funds i feel like people get they think about investing and they think about having to know how to pick the best stocks on the market so you know people will be looking at like should i invest in apple microsoft tesla close your eyes like narrow your mind down to index funds um if you don't know what they are research them it'll make so much more sense and then also decide how you want to invest so you know like we said there's so many platforms out there now so there's platforms that allow you to invest your money yourself so I use Vanguard and AJ Bell, or you can use oh. like, yeah, see, or you can use platforms such as Wealthify or Nutmeg that will do the investing for you. And I think people need to realise that there are platforms that do the investing for you. Yeah, they might be a little bit more expensive, but again, better to start than nothing. Um, 
like I said earlier, like start small. So start with like as little as what you're willing to afford to potentially lose um, and like, increase that amount accordingly. Um, and then, yeah, just do research, like just follow accounts, watch YouTube videos. There's like so many responsible investors that share quite good information. So, yeah, take a, take advantage of those kind of creators. Yeah. I just want to um, shout out um, Savvy Wallet, Atto. Great to see you in the comments. Uh, <laughs> another fantastic <laughs> creator um here on instagram and also on youtube mm -hmm. and yeah just to unpack a little bit of what other has said um certainly do use the conversation that me and Ola are having as a jumping off point for your own research and for your own reading but i can also agree with with before i started investing i thought that a you had to have tons of money so you had to be rich already mm -hmm. I thought you needed to be able to analyze individual company stocks. So I thought you needed to understand, I mean, I, I understand these things now, but back then I would look at like the stocks app on my phone and be like, what is a PE mm -hmm. and what is the market cap? And, and, and it was just all very daunting, like loads yeah. of jargon. And then I wasn't necessarily sure like what services they were available to invest with. So just to unpack what other just said about index funds, if we just break down what an index is, um, in the in the UK um, there is an index called the FTSE. Um, FTSE stands for Financial Times um, Stock Exchange, and the main the, all the index is it's it's a grouping of companies. So FTSE Russell's a is a research company, and they just go how you know. The, the, the FTSE 100, for example, they just go like, what are the biggest 100 companies mm -hmm. in the UK by market cap? And by market cap, we mean the amount of money that you would get if you were to sell all of those companies' shares. And it turns out that when you group the biggest 100 companies, you end up with companies like Barclays, like EasyJet, like Tesco, um, like all companies that many companies that we use um, every day. If you were to buy stocks in any individual one of these companies and that company was to fall on hard times or like have a bad um, like quarter or cycle or whatever it is, yeah. you could pot potentially see the value of your investments go down quite a bit. But you can actually buy an index fund that's based on all 100 companies. So yeah. you can buy all 100, a piece of all 100 companies at the same time. And what that means is the value of that fund is then, um, it, just speaking simply, the average value of all the companies that are in that fund. And for you to lose all your money, every all 100 of those companies would need to, to go down in value. You can yeah. buy index funds based on UK um, companies. You can buy um, index funds based on US companies as well. So the main index in the United States is called the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the top companies in the S&P 500, you'll see Amazon, Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, um, Apple. Like not, none of this is like really a, a, a sort of surprise. And it's a similar deal there. And the key thing with index funds is they attempt to um, replicate the market. So when the market goes up, the index fund goes up. And when the market goes down, the index fund goes down. Index funds are actually sometimes referred to as tracker funds. Mm -hmm. um, and the great thing about this is 
you're not trying to learn every single company and you're not trying to like work out when to get in and, and when to yeah. get out. With index funds, it's simply a case of finding um, the investment platform you want to use, setting an amount you want to invest, a regular amount, or it could be a lump sum, but um, if you want to invest regularly, then you can do that. And then just letting it run and then checking it every few months or, mm -hmm. or whatever the, the case may be. Um, definitely have a read about them. Um, they're, they're not as well known as they should be, but they are, they're, they're great. Like I, I love the next yeah. ones. We actually have a, um, a, a question, which I'll take. When is the best time to invest? Good question. Are you answering or am I, am I answering to me? Um, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to go first. Um, so when is the best time to invest? So if we follow on from, you know, the discussion we were just having about index funds, if you're investing for the long term and your plan is to invest regularly, like regular amounts, then the best time to invest is as soon as you, as you can really. Um, and you can, you can start, you know, like 25 pounds, 25, 25 pounds, 25 pounds. And then as you get more comfortable with, comfortable with it you can increase it you can choose to invest in different things investing is a bit of a rabbit hole in the sense that once you learn something that then broadens out your knowledge and your confidence to do more and then that begets more learning what do you think Ola? yeah no i completely agree um yeah i mean like some famous person i don't know who said it but it says that the best time to start investing was yesterday so yeah if you can start investing as soon as you are able to when you're confident enough to do so do it and like jimmy said yeah if you could do 25 pound a month and then i think for me like i started like a small amount and then you kind of get addicted like there's a good addiction to wanting to put more money in every month so i used to get paid on the 15th of every month so i used to put in a certain percentage of my um, income into the stock market every single month and again you just develop a habit and after you do that you kind of just get used to it you kind of forget um yeah you kind of forget the money's leaving your account to invest in the stock market yeah we've had another question come in and it's do you think investing should come before or after saving for a mortgage um so yeah this is like a, type, a, a savings target which is going to be one of the biggest amounts of money anyone is going to want to put aside mm -hmm. um when i think of saving or actually Ola, do, you, do you have a view on, on, on this yeah i do so um yeah. that's a good question i think it's very much dependent on your goals so for me i have a stocks and shares lifetime isa so that means that my lifetime isa is um a a portfolio of money that will go towards my house deposit but with that i can invest it in the stocks market stock, um, stock market so as well as saving i'm also investing in that in the stock market so i'm kind of taking the advantage of stock market gains as well as saving towards a mortgage so yeah <laughs> okay so yeah Ola's illustrated one way in which you can do the two things in tandem for me I'm more of a one thing at a time type person. Like I can't really multitask. So I would, um, I would prioritize saving towards a, a house deposit simply because it's such a large amount of money. So I would know how much I wanted to save for a house deposit 
and make sure that that amount is being catered towards. And then anything that I have over and above that, I would mm -hmm. then sweep into investments. Um, and an answer to both of the, the questions as well is there is one watch out, which is if you're carrying really high consumer debt, so like credit card debt or an overdraft, it makes sense a lot of the time to try and clear that debt first, simply mm -hmm. because the average interest rates on um, credit cards are at about 20% and the average interest rates on overdrafts are about 30-ish percent. And if you were to earn those sorts of returns in the stock market consistently, that would make you one of the greatest investors that had ever lived, um, basically. So looking at your, your high interest debt um, is something worth prioritizing um, uh, before investing. Cool. Um, so yeah, we've talked about like tips for how to, to get in, um, how to start investing for the first time. Um, I guess I just want to sort of round off on like, when you, when you look into the future, um, the stats that you shared with us at the start of the episode, um, what, what do you, what, what would you like to see? moving forward i'd like to see no gender pay gap <laughs> which i think is very obviously what's the word very wishful thinking but i like to think at one point we may be able to achieve that and also just to see more women investing i feel like a lot of women you know we have so many financial responsibilities over time like you know we have children we eventually buy a house we typically live longer as well so we are you know spending a lot more money than our male counterparts so you know if you can get more women investing you know multiply our wealth and um, create generational wealth on top of that then that would be like amazing yeah i'd like to see that too um and on the on the kind of on the mindset and on the confidence side i, I would just like to see women and and all investors having the confidence to to take that that first step mm -hmm. because i can i can remember back when i didn't know that much and didn't feel confident and then i just started reading i, I read books like um the long and short of it by john Kay, and um there's a like really great book on um like individual stocks called the Zulu principle. There's mm -hmm. basically loads and loads of books out there and I just yeah. like read and got really into the subject. And then now I can't imagine um, not investing, you know, that would be, that would be strange to me. And yeah, I do hope that um, for the people listening to this, anyone who, who hears this, that they can experience that same journey as well. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Um, yeah, it's been great to speak to you, Ola. Before we wrap up, any closing remarks? Oh, if you have listened to this today, please do your research and look up investing. Honestly, I feel like once you read about it and you like see the different ways you can invest and how much you can actually invest nowadays, it's not as daunting as it sounds. So please um, do a little bit of research on that. Reach out to me and Timmy if you ever have any questions about it. Um, <clears throat> it's something I'm really passionate about. So anyone ever has any questions, feel free to reach out to me and also give all, all things money a follow on instagram <laughs> wicked ola thank you for coming on the show today um spending your time um with us and sharing your expertise with us 
Thank you to everyone who tuned in, who left a comment, who asked a question. Thank you also to the National Literacy Trust for sponsoring today's live. We will be back at the same time next week with another special guest. So until then, everyone take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.